Hello and welcome to the Linguali podcast. Today I will be talking to Benoit Werner, one half of Interpreters Help. Benoit and his co-founder Jan are not interpreters, they are freelance web developers and IT project managers. So Benoit, how did you get into making a tool for interpreters? So, uh, hello and uh, thank you for, for this interview. Um, so, as you said uh, in your introduction, um, I built Interpreters Help with my uh, college friend, uh, Jan Planquel, and uh, both of us are software engineers. We're, we're not interpreters. Uh, our link with interpretation is my sister, Celine Corsini. She's a conference interpreter, and about uh, 12 years ago, she asked me if I could develop a software that would allow her to quickly search a glossaries in the booth. So maybe I should mention that it's an important part of interpreters' preparation to create glossaries before an assignment. So she asked me to to develop this tool to quickly search a glossaries in the booth, and it needed to work without an internet connection. And I thought I thought that um, well, first I, I was surprised that. Uh, I need some, some time to understand what she was asking me because it seemed quite challenging to to do something while interpreting. Um, uh, and so once I understood, I thought it would take some time to, to build such a tool. I couldn't do it just in a few days. It needed something reliable, fast. And so, um, yes, it took a lot of time. Actually, when my sister was was interpreting in the booth. She had her Word document open on her computer with her glossary. And when she needed to look up for a term, she would use the the find function of the Word document. And sometimes she she knew she she was looking for a word that was in a different glossary on her hard drive. So she would even use um, the global search function of her Mac to look up for terms. So that seemed like crazy for me. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it needed some time, and I, I need I didn't have the time uh, uh, to to build this this tool until three years ago. Uh, I was in between projects, and um, I was looking for a business opportunity, and I remembered this uh, this app that my sister was asking for. So I decided to build some mockups, and um, and I sent them to my sister. She sent them to her colleagues. And they they pretty much all asked where they could get the the app, and so that's how it started. How can an interpreter use interpreters' help in their day-to-day work? Before starting working on the app, I analyzed the way of working of my sister, and um, and I noticed she had a lot of glossaries on her hard drive, and when she was preparing for an assignment it was it took her a lot of time to find the, the glossaries that she had created before with the terms she had in, in mind so she wasn't well organized i would say and also she was regularly working uh, with the team and there were always problems like um like they would share files they would share files be, before the, the assignments and so there were always problems like forgetting the email attachment of uh, when they were sending an email or or um, having the wrong email address of a colleague or trying to share the files with via Dropbox. And um, it was very frustrating. 
and she asked me a lot of time uh, because she had a Mac. She was like the black sheep at the mm -hmm. time. And, and there were files that didn't work on the Mac. So she was constantly asking me. And so, yeah, because, just because uh, before a conference, they would, they would share our groceries to, uh, between colleagues and files. So the process, um, so when an interpreter gets contacted for a job assignment, he, he can, on interpreter's help, he can manage their assignments and their glossaries. So he would enter all about the assignment in interpreter's help, like uh, the location, the, the speakers, the, what languages he's going to do. Um, and so he, he can manage the, his calendar of assignments. Uh, if the assignment is um, confirmed or it's just an option, so he also has um, the history of assignment he has for a certain client. So once, once um, maybe two or three days before the job assignment, usually interpreters um, receive um, receive uh, material from the organizer, which it, it's uh, usually um, a PowerPoint presentation or some other material. And from this material, they would extract a vocabulary and build glossaries. So on interpreter's help, they can create glossaries from a web browser. It's saved in the cloud. They can share their glossaries with their colleagues as read-only or with editing rights and work together on the same glossary. They can, they can share the files uh, super easily the files are, are stored um, encrypted on our servers. We back up the servers on a daily basis. So it's really secure. They, I'm mentioning this because when my sister started working as a freelance interpreter, she had a major breakdown on her hard drive and she lost all her data, among them uh, hundreds of groceries. And so with our system, they can't lose uh, their groceries. And then on the day of the assignments, they can print their glossaries if they want, or they can um, print the assignment, or they can do like my sister do does. They can quickly look up their terminology. And for that, we built uh, three native apps. Uh, we are calling it uh, Boostmate. So Boostmate exists for Mac, Windows, and iPad. Mm -hmm. So when she, my sister is done preparing for assignment, preparing glossaries, she just opens Boostmate on her Mac or iPad and it synchronizes automatically all her glossaries to her iPad or Mac. And once she's in the booth, she can quickly search for terms in all her glossaries. It's super fast, almost in instantaneous. And, uh, and yeah, she has all her glossaries uh, with her. So that's pretty much it. In the workflow of the interpreter, I would say after the conference, she can add feedback uh, mm -hmm. about the assignment or and she can add some terms uh, uh, in her glossaries. You launched the first version of Interpreter's Help in December 2013. Can you talk me through the process you went through to make it? The, the first version was quite challenging. Um, with my friend Jan, we had some experience with startup creation. So we decided to adopt a lean methodology, which means starting with a very small feature, 
getting feedback from initial users and incrementing from there. But it was a very painful process to get the initial feedback. I emailed almost 100 interpreters and uh, yeah, it was very difficult to, to get feedback. Um, I noticed then that not all interpreters were working like my sister and not many interpreters were comfortable with technology. Um, so I, I almost, um, I mean, I, we almost got zero feedback. <laughs> and so, but we still kept working on the app because my sister was really thinking it was going to be something useful. So with, we worked, we did this first version with all, with my sister's feedback, like two weeks, uh, I mean, two weeks we were about to launch a colleague of my sister accepted to to give us feedback. He gave us a lot of feedback. Like we were sitting with him for three hours, and then we delayed the launch of three weeks to to include all his feedback. And so, yeah, in December 2013, we we launched. But then, just one week after, we Jan and I we were working, we started working on a big freelance project that would take us like months. So we put interpreters help aside. We we didn't believe that much in it anyways, but we put it aside. We, we did some online advertising, but this didn't bring much, much uh, interesting tra traffic or users. So but what happened is in April 2014, um, Anja Rutten, who is a blogger, PhD, um, she spe specialized, she, she's an interpreter trainer uh, specialized in terminology tools. She wrote a blog post about uh, terminology tools for managing glossaries for interpreters. And uh, so she mentioned a few tools and described them, but our tool wasn't on her list. So I emailed her and um, and she kindly wrote a follow-up post describing uh, Interpreter's Help. And from then, uh, in one week, we, we won over a hundred uh, Active users and uh, our database grew constantly from then, from there. So that's that's when we un when we understood that we started believing again, and we we just reached the, the right audience at this at this point. Then, yeah, that, that was April 2014, and then we received a lot of feedback from many interpreters. A lot of feedback, like <laughs> before we couldn't get anything, and then we received. Every day we had to, to answer a lot of uh, super nice emails. Uh, we received tons of super nice emails, and in October 2014, uh, we decided to rebuild the application from the ground, and and we started the version. We launched the version two of Interpreters Help in January 2015. Once you have made your glossaries, are they public or private? You 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 can do both. Our business model is is based on the ability to build private glossaries. But you can you can choose to use all interpreters' help for free um, because the assignment the assignment part is free, 
and if you build public glossaries, you can make a completely free use of Enterprise Hub. But if you would like to build, uh, if you'd like to create private glossaries, but private glossaries that you can also share with your colleagues, then you, you have to pay a subscription. Um, it's 20 euro per month. And um, yeah, we have some deals with some associations, um, with our early users. And um, yeah, so the public glossaries are shared with everyone. Um, anyone can see the public glossaries because before Usually, when an interpreter prepares for a, an assignment, to make sure he has the most important vocabulary on the topic, he will also search uh, for glossaries, for existing glossaries on the internet. So we thought we had the opportunity to create a public database of glossaries of reliable terminology for interpreters. And terminology is something that evolves over time. And we think we've built the tools that allow the the terminology to evolve because interpreters can collaborate, work together, comment, uh, create issues on a glossary. Some interpreters can be wary of technology. Have you had anyone say they were hesitant to use the app? Yeah, when we built this application, we thought that because we were making things much easier, everyone would uh, jump on it and, and use it, but that's not how it worked. We have met many interpreters, like at conference and such, and we have shown them the app, and they were like really excited, saying it was really great and, and all, but they said they're just so used of their way of working that they, they, they're not going to change. Yeah, they, they have been working for 10 years with their way of working, so they're not going to change. So this is most interpreters, unfortunately. <laughs> But then, fortunately, there are other interpreters that were, all, that were always looking for that kind of app, and they're happy with what we built. And we have also um, true, true believers who said uh, this is the exact app they've always been waiting for. So the, the biggest crowd uh, using Interpreters Help is uh, the students. They're, they're embracing every part of uh, what we've built, and that makes us really proud. So we are betting on the future with the students. They're really comfortable with technology and maybe the older generation is not that comfortable with the technology. That's, that's probably the answer. What's next for interpreters' help? So we are currently working on a new section on the website. It's called the practice section. Because one part of interpreters' uh, preparation is uh, practicing, just like musicians, they have to constantly practice their skills. So we're building a, a database of videos with speeches and uh, interviews, and they will be able to record themselves, themselves um, and to re-listen to themselves with the video in one ear and the like with, head, with headsets, with the video in one here and their interpretation in the other. And they will be able to give themselves feedback or feedback to others who share their recordings if they wish to have feedback. Yeah, so that's the big feature we're working on. Well, thank you for speaking with us today, Benoit. 
For those of you who are interested in Interpreter's Help, head to their website www.interpretershelp.com where you can learn more. You can also follow them on Twitter, their handle is at interpretersh. Head to our website www.linguali.com for updates and language news in general. And you can also follow us on Twitter, we're at Linguali. Thank you for listening.